Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to our program today. My name is Ellie Nieves and I'm a speaker, a writer, and a leadership strategist. I'm also the founder and president of Leadership Strategies for Women, where I coach women just like you to help you develop the confidence and leadership skills that you need to achieve your best in every area of your life. To learn more about Leadership Strategies for Women, you can visit my webpage at www.leadershipstrategiesforwomen.com. While you're there, you can sign up for my free monthly newsletter, and you'll receive seven leadership strategies for success in life and business. The topic of our show today is unlimited winning and leadership. Our guest is motivational speaker John Garcia. John was born the son of poor Mexican-American laborer family. His nine brothers and five sisters lived with his mother and father in a small two-bedroom, one-bath shack. John's first battle was overcoming a language barrier and lack of quality education. He began life laboring under the blazing Texas sun, 13 hours a day for 40 cents an hour. He was told he'd never amount to anything more than a sack boy in the local grocery store. But John had other visions. And today, John is the CEO and founder of John Garcia Unlimited, a motivational speaking and business consulting enterprise. In this venture, John presents motivational keynote addresses to various business, civic, school, and prison audiences. His addresses focus on achieving unlimited success, overcoming adversity, and never giving up. John focuses on helping people and businesses change their world. John, welcome to the show. Hello, John. Ellie? Hey, John. It looks like you got off air for a few minutes there. Yes, uh, for some reason, but I am back on, and thank you for hosting me, and and, uh, hello to all your audience. Well, I'm glad that you're on the show. I'm glad I can hear you. I'm glad that we're live. Um, Yes, I was yelling, Ellie, I'm here, I'm here. (laughs) So, John, tell me about your background in your own words. Wow, you just pretty much summed it up with your with that intro, and thank you, by the way. But my background was tough, and I know that many of your audience members have tough backgrounds and tough uh, obstacles that they're uh, encountering now. So let me tell you in my own words, I was poor, P-O-O-R, poor. I was a laborer, like I said, like you said earlier, 14 cents an hour uh, doesn't amount to much. Actually, it was more like 40 cents when I was finally at, at the tail end of that that. Uh, structure in life, and my education was horrible. Uh, even my own high school counselor said to me, hey, don't worry about education because your kind will never amount to anything. And I looked at him and I thought, how can somebody tell somebody that? And, and, and I think about what Churchill said in his shortest address that he delivered when he said, never give up, never, ever give up. And that's kind of the mantra that I adopted. And what Les Brown says too, he says, now, never let somebody else's opinion become your reality. I didn't want his opinion or anybody else's opinion in that area where I grew up to be my reality. So I decided to step out. And, of course, I wasn't prepared for college. I wasn't prepared for a a secondary education. So I joined the United States Air Force. And that gave me the education of a lifetime. Because, Ellie, I had the opportunity to travel all over the world, Mm -hmm. places that that you've never even heard of. I also had uh, the opportunity to get one heck of an education. And I worked an entire career in uh, civil engineering in the Air Force, and then I was fortunate to retire about 12 years ago 
from the United States Air Force where I joined a major facilities engineering firm based out of San Diego but with contracts and projects all over the United States. And me, the guy who made 40 cents an hour, was now managing multi-hundred million dollar contracts and I had hundreds of employees that worked for me. And then later I became a a corporate business development guy and I won and executed multi-billion, can you imagine that, billion dollar contracts. So I just tell you this not to impress you or to impress your audience, but to impress upon them that anybody, regardless of where you start off, regardless of the obstacles that you face, regardless of that, you can overcome them and become something else. Well, for me, just shortly after those multi-billion dollar contracts began to roll, I was diagnosed with an incurable cancer. Mm. A cancer that the doctors told me that chemo and radiation were not options. They told me to go home and get my affairs in order. Again, somebody telling me what to do, but I just refused. I mean, Mm -hmm. I refused. I had to have that tenacity because when cancer is fighting you, it's for real. It's for your life, and you've got to fight back like your life depends on it. And uh, five years later, here I am, just a couple of months past five years, and I'm now a cancer conqueror, thanks to God and his good grace. And then I became a motivational speaker. As a result of that, I decided to leave what I was doing and go into motivational speaking. I found a mentor, and now mm-hmm. I am a mentor. So that's that's me. That's my background. That's who I am. Now, John, so many people, when they encounter struggles, they succumb to the pressures of life and often don't amount to much. Where did you find personal strength to overcome the challenges in your life? Oh, gosh, you've got to go deep, 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 deep. And I think for me, I mean, and there's a quote that says, Oftentimes when we have a teeth-rattling, earth-shaking experience, we run to God only to discover that it's God doing the shaking. I think that's where I ran first. I think we all do. You know, we run back to our, our creator, whatever that is for us. And that's where I went. Now, my favorite book said that we're created in the likeness and the image of our creator. And, wow, imagine that. He created the heavens and the earth, and he created you and me. So if he did that, then I knew that I had regardless of whatever obstacles I could face at that moment, right? I had things in front of me that were just building blocks and, and chapters that were building me for the next chapters of my life. And that's where I found my inspiration originally. You know, a weightlifter has mm-hmm. to go lift heavy weights to get that, you know, to overcome those challenges, right, and to get bigger and stronger. And a scholar has to go and read and, and study and do the, the hard work at the library late at night and runners have to run and run and run. They just can't read about running. So what I had to do was learn about the challenges, whatever they may be at that time, figure out why they were and what they were, and then you know attack them, create a plan to attack them. Now, when you say learning about the challenges, is that something that happens in the midst of the challenge or something that uh, you gain insight after the challenge has passed, and now you're looking back and you're feeling stronger, and now it, it develops some sort of meaning. No, no. I think, I think uh, it hap- has to happen during the actual challenge, whatever the challenge or the obstacle is. Because if you didn't, imagine, you may not get to the point where you can reflect later. For me, when they told me, your cancer is incurable, go home and get your affairs in order, imagine if I had followed that instruction and gone home and got my affairs in order. You might be reading about me in my obituary, but certainly mm-hmm. not talking to me. No, no, no. When the obstacle comes, and I'm not just talking about cancer. I mean, sometimes the obstacles are going to class and studying 
to become something you've never been. Sometimes the obstacles are, are getting over that job, like many of your, your listeners. They're facing a, a boss that just isn't exactly what they want or they need, or they're facing a job or financial struggles, and they need to learn. They need to invest in themselves. They need to study. And that's what I love about your business, you know, LADNieves.com, where you teach people, you mentor people, you show them how to come through those obstacles, you coach them, and that's where it has to start. But it's an ongoing process. You just can't start there and get education. You've got to create an action plan for it, right? Absolutely. And what are the top three lessons that you've learned about challenges in your own life? Wow. That's a good question. I think first and foremost is that the challenges are there for a reason. I don't know what the reason is. Oftentimes we don't know what the reason is. But they're there for a reason. And it's usually to build us up to make us stronger for the next chapter in our life. I think another uh, top lesson that I've, I've learned personally about the challenges is that, like I said earlier, this too shall pass. My favorite book says, and it came to pass. Well, this challenge, whatever this challenge is at this particular moment, for any of us, will pass. And that's one thing we have to keep in, our, in the forefront of our mind. And the, second, and the last thing, I guess, the third thing, if I were to name three lessons, is that if somebody else has faced the same kind of challenges or similar challenges that we're going through today, and some people have had worse challenges, if that's a fact, if that in fact is the truth, then why can't I also overcome this? You know, when I was told about the cancer, for instance, and let's go back to that, that you have incurable cancer. There's nothing we can do. But when I started to get educated about cancer, because prior to that I didn't have a need to know anything, but when I started to become educated in that fight, I found out that there's 10 million cancer survivors in this country alone. Well, why can't I be one? So somebody else is going through the same challenge. Somebody else has it worse than you, and you can learn from their stories. Yeah, that's great advice, especially when you were saying uh, your second lesson, that this too shall pass. But I think sometimes in the middle of it passing, we become very impatient. We don't know how to deal with the struggles that we're confronted with. And sometimes we give up, or sometimes we just don't handle situations correctly. But if we keep that perspective that, yeah, this too shall pass, and other people have overcome similar challenges, it gives you that hope, and every day uh, isn't as challenging as the day before. Or it could be more challenging, but again, go back to the same, the original perspective, and there's a reason for it. I don't know what the reason is. I don't know why I'm facing this, but whatever it is, I'm going to learn from it, I'm going to apply it to my life, and I'm going to get stronger as a result of it. Then it makes it easier to let this thing pass. Sometimes we just have to take a deep breath and, and take a, a place to, you know, find a place where it's nice and still and just let it come, let it go, you know, let it be. You're going to get through this, whatever it is. Right. So what are your breakthrough strategies for success? Oh, lots of them. I like to use an acronym that uh, is the CIA. You know, I've often talked about the CIA, the Central Intelligence Agency, And I ask audiences what, if they had to live their life over again, would they change something to create these breakthrough strategies? Would they do something differently? And most of them say, yeah, of course, if I had a chance to do it over again. Well, then I I ask them, if the CIA, the Central Intelligence Agency, was watching you and knew everything that you did that was negative, every keystroke that you took, every 
site that you visited, all the negative things. Would you make a change then? And, of course, they answer in their affirmative. So then I go one step further and I say, well, you know what? The CIA is watching. But the Central Intelligence Agency that I'm talking about is not the CIA in Washington, but the Central Intelligence Agency from your own brain to your own heart. And if you can understand that you have inside of you already everything you need to overcome the challenges, to create these breakthroughs, then you can go there. And then I think the next step, and that answers specifically your question, three strategies, the CIA. First, commitment. You've got to have a certain level of commitment that is deeper, stronger, and more powerful than just the typical commitment that everybody talks about. I'm talking about the commitment to the commitment. When you're that committed, when you're fighting for your life, for your job, for your for your family, for whatever it is, whatever obstacle, then you had better be committed to the commitment, step number one. Step number two is the I in CIA, and that's invest in yourself. Now, a lot of us invest in Microsoft or Dell or, or anybody else, all those companies out there, but when you invest in yourself, the chances for a return on your investment are greatly increased. Every one of your audience members who's listening right now to this conversation are investing in themselves. They're taking time away from their busy schedules to listen, to learn, to get strategies for their own success. When you read a book or when you buy a, a motivational tape or a CD or you attend a conference, you're investing in yourself. A lot of us waste time in our cars listening to music that takes us nowhere. And while music is fun, imagine if you were studying with a, an, uh, an instructional CD Imagine if you were listening to something motivational. Imagine how that could impact your life, and then later you could impact the world. So lastly, the CIA, the A in the CIA, is act on a plan. So you've got to create a plan, a business plan, a plan to overcome adversity, a plan to get from A to B. If you want to become someone you've never been, you've got to do something you've never done. And a lot of us talk about doing things, but don't have a plan, don't have a roadmap. When you create a plan, and it could, it could be, it can be, and it should be simple at the beginning. You can make it more complex later, but make it simple enough so that it's challenging and guiding, but not so difficult that it discourages you. Then you start taking these baby steps. And with every baby step, you start to become stronger and more focused, and you're able then to have these breakthrough strategies. But you've got to learn how to walk again through this through this, this uh, situation to mm -hmm. get that breakthrough. Mm -hmm. So there, there they are, commitment, investment, and, and an action plan. So, John, at what point in your history did you decide you were going to become a motivational speaker? <laughs> I think when I was a little bitty boy and I would sit and listen to a pastor or a priest or somebody on a stage, a teacher, speaking, and everybody was sitting in the audience listening attentively, I said, I want to do that. But, of course, I said it in such a, such a chopped accent. I want to do that, too. Because I couldn't speak English. And when I finally learned how to speak English, people would laugh at me. And, and it was at that point that I said, you know what? I'm going to learn to speak English. I'm going to learn to be successful. I'm going to learn to learn. I'm going to get my education. And then I'm going to become a motivational speaker. And then I set it off on the back burner. But when cancer came, now, Remember, prior to cancer, I was having all these huge successes in business. I mean, massive successes that I could have never dreamed of. 
But when cancer came, it stopped me dead in my tracks. And when I finally decided, when I finally realized that I was going to overcome this cancer, I decided to leave that industry and become a speaker. Why? Because I had been given gifts and talents, me, that I should use in my purpose. I was in my passion and passionate about that before, but now I had a purpose in life, a purpose that I could go out and help other people. I could share them. I could share with them. I could be a voice for those who did not have a voice. And I decided then I was going to be a speaker. Now imagine making a lot of money mm-hmm. and going into a self-employed business in an industry that has thousands of great speakers that are known. And here I was, John who? You want to speak at our conference? Get out of here. But I had a plan. And my plan was get hooked up with the top speakers in the world somehow. And I didn't know how. And how wasn't any of my business. I just needed to know that that's what I was going to do. And I hooked up with Les Brown, the top motivational speaker in the world as far as I'm concerned. And he Mm -hmm. took me under the wing and he became my mentor as a result of sharing stages with him in places like Los Angeles and Las Vegas and and, uh, New York and you name it, every city, Chicago, Orlando, you name the cities. I've been there on his stage in front of large audiences to the point that I even hosted my own shows and he came and was on my stage. That's that's when you're successful. But as a result of that, I I was also able to share stages with Mark Victor Hansen, the guy who wrote Chicken Soup for the Soul, the co-author. Mm-hmm. With uh, Jack Canfield, I was able to share stages with Art Linkletter, who's 95 years old, 96 now. I mean, these are great. Lance Armstrong, I was on television with Lance Armstrong. I mean, who, me, the guy who makes 40 cents an hour who can't speak English, has a dream that's big? And so, again, I tell you this story because I want to impress on your audience. Everybody who's listening out there, I don't care what your dream is, make it bigger. I don't care if you don't believe you can... You can accomplish it. Now is the time you have to start to believe. And sometimes it takes us believing in somebody else's dream for us until our own dream kicks in. When Les told me, he said, John, you've got a gift, and you ought to be on stage. I said, yeah, but what? No, but. See, every time you say but, you cancel everything out before that. Mm -hmm. And I said, no, I'm not going to say but. I'm going to go on the stage. And was it daunting to have 5,000 people in an audience, and you're sitting there going, wow. Yeah, it was done, but it was also the opportunity. It was the reason that I had lived all those chapters, all those adversities, cancer and being poor and being broke and being you know, unable to speak the language and being uneducated. All those were building blocks to this era where I could become a motivational speaker, and I love what I do. I have a friend of mine, uh, a speaker, uh, Dr. Charles Phillips. I love his quote. He says, when I was... Young, my mama used to say, shut up, boy, and now they pay me to speak. I feel the same way. It's a great, gratifying experience. But more than that, I'm able to help people, and that truly is my purpose. Mm-hmm. So tell me, for our listeners, those people who have dreams, and especially a lot of people that are trying to reinvent themselves right now because they've lost jobs or they foresee losing their jobs uh, soon, what would you advise them to start doing, to start considering a reinvention? Well, let's take another three-letter acronym, G-A-R. First thing, go for it. Don't ever let anyone else stop you. Don't let somebody else laugh at you and say, you can't accomplish that. 
If you have the dream, make it big. Make it bigger and then go for it. But you have to make the decision to go for it. Secondly, the A in G-A-R. You have to, like I said at the end, have an action plan. You have to have absolute faith that regardless of all the obstacles that you're going to face on the way to getting to where you want to get, regardless of all the naysayers that come at you and try to discourage you, regardless of all the negative things that will happen, keep the dream alive. I mean, who would think that a skinny, big-eared kid who was born and raised in Hawaii who had biracial parents would become the president of the United States? Mm-hmm. Dream big. Who would think that some little girl who lived in Mississippi, who had been abused, who, who had all the negative obstacles of being dirt, broken, poor, and shoeless, would become the richest woman in the world, yeah. Oprah? Who would think that? Well, who's to say that somebody in your audience can't accomplish, can't become, can't do what they dream? They have to. Make a decision first to go for it. You're going to face the obstacles. You're going to face the job layoffs. You're going to face whatever you're facing. Dream big. Uh, Mark Victor Hansen says, have BHAG, big, hairy, audacious goals. And he's talking big. It was when I heard him say that that I made my goals even bigger. But make the decision that you're going to go for it and then have absolute faith that whatever the, the obstacles that come at you, you're going to go through them and you're going to be okay. And then the R, G-A-R, reinvent yourself. And one other thing, raise the bar. And I hope your audience members are writing these things down. If not, I'll show them how they can get these strategies again. But the R stands for raise the bar and reinvent yourself. What do I mean by that? Well, say right now you're getting a C in school and you want to get a B. Work a little harder. Raise the bar. Incrementally. Don't make it such that, that you have to go from a D to an A overnight because, you know, that's really difficult. Mm-hmm. But make it incremental steps, whatever it is. Uh, maybe my job is going away, so I'll get another job. Maybe I'll start working at McDonald's. I'm going to work. I'm not going to be discouraged. But you get incremental steps, incremental growth, raising the bar, just like a high jumper. A high jumper might start at four foot, then four foot two, and pretty soon they're jumping seven foot. But they've got to go through the incremental growth. And then once you keep raising the bar, you will have reinvented yourself. I said earlier, if you want to become someone you've never been, You've got to do something you've never done. So if I want to become, say, an attorney like you, then I better go study. I better go back to school. I better study law. I better hang around some smart, sharp attorneys like yourself because (laughs) I'll learn something, right? And that mentorship is really, really important. The education is important, but the the hanging around people, I mean, if you you want to become a, a millionaire, hang around millionaires. If you want to become a billionaire, hang around billionaires. Now, people like myself, back when I wasn't thinking big, people like maybe somebody in your audience might say, well, how am I going to hang around those kind of people? I'm just a, a little nobody. Mm-hmm. Remember, folks, I used to make 40 cents an hour, worked on and bid on and won multi-billion dollar contracts. Billion. Why? Because I believed that I could. And so that's it. Keep raising the bar. Keep raising the bar. I recently flew in a private jet that used to belong to Donald Trump, belongs to a friend of mine now. It's a private Lear jet. We flew to Las Vegas. Lifestyles of the rich and famous. I had to pinch myself all the way to Vegas in this private jet that was, it was like a dream. I said, me? This is me? Yeah, it's me, and I deserve it. Oprah deserves it. Obama deserves it. Ellie, you deserve it. And every one of your audience members deserves it. Whatever it is, 
in their life they want to accomplish. Well, then I really appreciate that you uh, provide the acronyms like CIA and GAR, and I, and I was writing as you were speaking, uh, well, because <laughs> it really makes it more attainable. I think that it's important for everyone, you know, especially our listeners, to think about their goals in that manner in an incremental step so that it doesn't become overwhelming. Exactly. Let me just throw something in real quick, Ellie, because I, I sense that we're probably running out of time. But, you know, that, that CIA and the GAR, if you flip it around, it's G-A-R-C-I-A. You get it? G-A-R-C-I-A. John Garcia. <laughs> Garcia. See? And, and, and you can create that with your own name, but that's what I use because it makes it easy and understandable and, and it, it's recallable. And, and your audience members can go to my website at johngarcia.com and, and you know, pick that right off the website and use it for whatever they need to if they forgot to take notes. And, oh, by the way, next time, take notes. <laughs> <laughs> now, we still have uh, five minutes left on the program, so I do want to ask you about where you get your uh, motivation and inspiration. You did mention your faith, but what are some of your other resources in terms of motivation and inspiration? I hang around people who are only quality people. I have all my friends now are inspirational, motivational type of people. I go to websites. You can Google motivational quotes. You can Google uh, motivational speakers. You can go to any of those sites and find out what those people are doing. If that's what you want to do, find out what they're doing and then copy them. It's that easy. So I find a lot of my motivation from those kinds of people to include you, Ellie, I mean, I've studied you, I've watched you, I, I'm reading about you. You have a success story in and of yourself that is just inspirational. So that's what I do. I find those people who are doing it and doing it right. I read their stories. I call them. Sometimes they don't return my calls. You know what I do? I call them again, and I call them again and again. Right now, I've just, joined a, I've just uh, created a partnership with a friend of mine that I had not seen in 34 years, and she went off and did her own success things, and and I've done mine, but now we've come to, to find each other again just through fate. And you know what? There are no coincidences. There's only God incidences. So we're back hooked up. We're forming a partnership that I think is going to be earth-changing and, and, and changing this whole planet in the way we view things. So stay tuned for that kind of stuff. But again, to answer your, your question specifically, find people who are doing what you want to do. Get in contact with them. Ask them about them. Everybody likes to talk about themselves. If you ask them about themselves, they'll talk. That's your opening. Mm-hmm. Now, you mentioned earlier uh, the fact that Les Brown is one of your uh, mentors, and I know that you belong to his Platinum Speaker Network, and That's I know right. that the Platinum Speakers is a very prestigious group of motivational speakers that uh, have been personally trained by Les. And how has being a member of this elite group of speakers changed your life? I know you mentioned it a little bit before, but what has it done for you on a personal level? Well, imagine that you wanted to, like I said earlier, become something else, uh, a banker, an attorney, uh, whatever. For my, in my case, a motivational speaker. I could have read books about motivational speakers. I could have uh, studied about speakers. But it's when you actually are hooked up and one of them becomes your mentor and you're in that group and you have the synergy that comes and the experiences from just listening to all the things that they've gone through, then you don't have to reinvent the wheel to getting those lessons right up front. You're maximizing and making more efficient your road to success. Uh, whoever, 
whoever uh, is in the in the very small group of, of uh, platinum speakers in the Les Brown Speakers Network are truly blessed because all of us feed off of each other and we feed off of Les and we continue to challenge him. The top speaker in the world, we're challenging him. So what's he doing? He's also continuing to grow. And with his growth, we grow and he pulls us along. So that, that's, that's an important uh, aspect of, of being hooked up with the right folks. Now, the flip side of that is you can hook yourself up with some negative people right. and become just like them too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I love what you said, that you bring less to a different level as well, and I think that that's key because sometimes we think that because we're more junior or up our game that we don't have anything to contribute to someone who is of high stature, but clearly uh, that's not the case. Everybody has something to contribute, and everyone's got some incredible greatness inside of them. Five years ago, had anybody on this call or maybe even in this country heard of a guy named Barack Obama? He always had it in him. He's the president of the United States. Somebody in this audience, in this listening audience, is going to create some massive success, and I want to be hooked up with him or her, probably mostly women because you speak mostly to women, uh, but I hope there's some men this because, you know, us guys, we're, we're, we don't learn nearly as fast as the women. <clears throat> but I want to partner with some of your people. I want to partner with you, Ellie. I want to partner with all the people who are, who are wanting and creating success. <clears throat> well, thank you so much, John. You can consider me a partner, and uh, I look forward to, uh, you know, working with you in the future again. And well, thank this you has been so much a... for coming on the show. You've been a wonderful inspiration to me and to my listeners. And uh, to all my listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. If you like what you heard, drop me a line on Facebook and let me know what you thought. Thank you so much again, and uh, I look forward to speaking with you again next week. God bless.